Hi, welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast where we take on the role of archivists, working for an interdimensional library that catalogs and protects the fabric of reality. As archivists, we are tasked with journeying out into the realms, taking on characteristics of people from that reality, and remedying whatever issues may be causing a disturbance in the dimension. Every arc, we will be playing a different RPG, maybe even returning to systems we like later on, but this is a fun way for us as players and you as listeners to explore and learn about different tabletop systems. We'll discuss the rules, create sheets for our characters, and play a short campaign to get a feel for the game. Afterwards, we'll do a bit of discussion. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, and what we'd know to do better next time. My name is Babby, and I am playing Riddle de Drakel. They are a tiefling nerd baby. I'm Ziva, and I am playing Linda, the lovable human office lady. And I'm Dorka. I play Zen, the barbarian lizard princess. Let's get down to some actual playing. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, boys. This, this is the Eternity Archives. Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth, and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast, because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire, and it's it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well. Fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find Bad Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. <laughs> Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh no, that was definitely correct. <laughs> hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. 
Previously, on It Came from Lake Mary. Both Nate and I have seen, like, really disturbing visions about this blood moon, and I think that something bad is going to happen in about a month. You know it would be a great spot to see the moon? The observatory? <gasps> Without thinking, still staring at the broadcast, Miss Vanessa utters, Don't go to the observatory. What's up there? <laughs> I just want to know so bad. You watch Miss Vanessa twitch as if she was kicked psychically, and then she kind of groans in pain for a little bit. Oh, what the fuck? As you're all making your way to the Flagstaff Observatory. Holy shit! Holy shit! We're finally gonna make it there, boys! Oh, fuck yeah! (laughs) We're finally going, everybody. This is it, everybody. On this eclipse that happens every 50 years, which to eagle-eared listeners doesn't make sense, because in the future we know that the eclipse happens every 100 years. That's correct. So the last one should have been 1921 instead of the one currently 50 years, that 1971. Gotcha. As his blood begins pooling on the floor, you watch as almost visible light is pouring out of the viewing lens of the telescope itself as if it's concentrating the blood moon's energy. As the light intermingles with the blood, you watch it swirl, as if there's a whirlpool beneath the blood itself. As it picks up speed, the whirlpool gets larger and larger, as you watch this portal in between the Undar and Earth open up. The wind whips through the entire hall, makes it a little hard to stand for all of you, as you feel this arcane energy rushing through the portal. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) As the gentleman, very tall and slender, kind of stands up and adjusts his three-piece suit that he's wearing. He's this Asian gentleman, looks a lot like actor Stephen Young. You want to know what I love most about deals? It's the sacrifice. It's a compromise. You give up something, I give up something, we work to better terms. Lucy puts a hand on Arn, and you watch this mystical glow comes around him. He looks at Miss Vanessa with malice as arcane energy alights from his hands. He smiles at her, and... She just whispers out a fuck you. And there's a flash of light, and we see a pile of ash where Miss Vanessa once stood. As we watch the vortex begin beckoning Lucy back into it. 50 years on. That's what you get. Oh my god.
we see a clock ticking away towards 11 p.m. in the office of Simmons Realty Company. Fuck. Shit's about to go down, dude. It's too late at night. Everyone's supposed to be in bed by now. Oh, okay. That's a time was scary to you for some reason. <laughs> Shit. No. No, another minute passed. Ha! <laughs> the door to Enigma Inc.'s office swings open. Disheveled and scared, our four teens run in, followed quickly by a disguised Mr. Bones. They're searching vigorously for Vanessa to find her to no avail. You eventually crowd around Mr. Bones, who finds a letter written by Miss Vanessa. We see on the letter, it says, crudely written, meet me at the observatory. The letter falls down to the ground and you all rush out. We see the hue of the background of the sky, a pale red, and a moon about to reach the zenith of its eclipse. We focus back on the clock and watch as the second hand stops and then begins ticking backwards as the hands of the clock spin backwards until it's the morning of that same day. Oh. Oh my god. This is like, <laughs> this is like Buffy. This is good. <laughs> Enigma Inc., uh, you're all at your separate houses right now? You guys do know that you have a fun event that you're going to later to the day that I won't reveal until we get to that scene. Is it the observatory? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you know tonight, uh, you have to dress fancy, and it's a great time that's going to happen. Sleep over at the observatory. (laughs) But we're going to start. First, I actually have a question for Nick. Nick, at the the end of the party episode, I threw you love interest bait, the little scene girl. Did that go anywhere in the past three months? Um, I honestly feel like, uh, Nate, Randy, <laughs> has really been trying to work on himself, uh, and yeah. he's definitely been thinking about Vicky a little bit, um, mm-hmm. on the side, um, but I don't think that he's necessarily in the right place for it, anything like that, especially since Wonderful. he's still, like, you know, an adolescent kid. <laughs> he's not yeah. as, like, emotionally mature as everybody else. Yeah. Um, so it probably hasn't been on his radar now, unfortunately. Wonderful. Sorry. Then I'm sorry, you know, listeners. I just need to know who is sitting next to you. As we zoom down on the Oxweiler household, we see a breakfast table all set up. A lot of meats, a lot of bacon, a lot of sausage. We see Nate, Randy at one end of the table. Uh, sitting next to him, we see another familiar face. It's Kyle. You invited them over for breakfast. (laughs) Could have been your cute scene girlfriend, but nope, now it's Kyle. Damn it! (laughs) I want to go back! I want to go back! As we also see for the first time, the Oxweilers. Rex and Luna Oxweiler. Are there still scene girls in 2021? Like, scene people? Do they exist? Every guy's happy. It's not a phase. Yeah, it's not a phase. (laughs) I forgot. You're right. You're right. Never mind. We see for the first time Rex and Luna Oxweiler. Hell yeah. They are exactly what you would assume out of two people who are werewolves, you know? Rex has big, shaggy hair, uh, basically a unibrow going on at all times, you know, tan skin, very hairy forearms, and much the same for Luna. 
Um, but she has long, uh, almost platinum blonde hair. As we look over this breakfast meal, it is dead silent. It is an awkward silence. Um, most of your meals have been awkward for the past four months, Nate. As this family has tried to adjust to a son who is not their son. But they don't know that, right? <laughs> did did you guys ever tell the Oxweilers? About Randy's death? No. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to, to them, I still look like Randy, right? Yep. Yeah. I've just been different. <laughs> yeah, it's just been weird. You're going through puberty like any other teenager. You, know, you grow a little distance from your parents, you know? As Kyle is going to town on this breakfast. <laughs> He's just fucking... <laughs> fucking love it, Miss Ox. As Luna looks over and goes, Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you really uh, enjoy it. As Rex is looking straight across the table at Nate. What? Uh, sorry, why... Um, why, uh... Why do we never see that one girl around? He brought her over here once, and we haven't seen her in months. I don't. All the dads in this town are southern. <laughs> what? I was what going the... for more of a growly dog <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, I I'm got trying you. to pull back no, on the southern bit of it. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you mean? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, she's got the the weird black hair with the white streak in it. Vicky? The I... funny eyes. Vicky! Yeah, Vic! Yeah, um... She's, uh... I mean, we hang out. I just, you know, we've been busy with, you know... School stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. Why? I'm just, I'm just curious. She was just really fun. She, good conversation at the table. No offense, Kyle. As Kyle just woofs down an entire pancake. Does not, does not chew. Just no. swallows an entire fucking pancake. I know what you mean. Kyle kind of sucks. Uh, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, <laughs> actually, as Kyle's phone lights up, um, uh, shit, my bad. Um, my 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 mom needs help with dialysis, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> um, but, but but thank you for breakfast, uh, Oxweiler's wonderful. And uh, Randy, Ramman, I'll see you at practice, right? I, uh, I quit, actually. Oh. Um, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna tell you and, and you guys, mom and dad, but, uh, hadn't really thought of a good time to do it. Uh. Oh, but, but Randy, you loved wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Randy did like wrestling. Um. Yeah, yeah, you, you did, Randy. It's really <laughs> weird. We've noticed over the past few months you have often referred to yourself in the third person. <laughs> I'm just, um, I'm just, I don't know, I'm trying to be a better person, you know? And then Randy gets up at least. <laughs> Alright, yeah, you're excused. Um, as Rex bellows out. Thanks, Dad. Um, See you guys As you're later. like, as you're heading off, uh, towards the event for later, um, Kyle does kind of stop you in your foyer. Uh, so, uh, quitting the wrestling team, eh? Well, I mean, I haven't showed up to the last, like, four practices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Coach Pierre's been super pissed about yeah, that, by the way. not to mention the weekend practices. Like, I haven't even thought about those. Uh, so, 
Yeah, it's just weird that, like, we have these, like, monthly meets that happen relatively around the same time each month, and then you have, like, an excuse every single time. Well, I just, I'm busy, man. I, like, you know, I kind of have a job, you know, and uh, that takes up a lot of my time, and I just feel like, you know, wrestling glory is fleeting. Yeah, no, I, I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. I also have a part-time job as well as being a student, you know? Um, ever since my dad passed and my mom's on dialysis, I've been, you know, kind of. Nate rolls his eyes. <laughs> Nick, you're a dick. <laughs> so I get, I fully understand. Like if if wrestling wasn't the only thing keeping me, you know, going, uh, some days, like I'd definitely love the time off. But I mean, I'll I'll see you around the halls, right? You're really yeah, open this, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Uh, yeah, we'll, we're, we'll always be bros. All right, dude. I'll, I'll see you later. As he, he goes to do your your signature dap up. Really, does, Nate? I mean, Nate does it very half-heartedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, man. I'll, I'll see you around. As he heads out your front door. Oh, as he, as he heads out the front door, the door closes and Nate catches his reflection in the mirror. And for a second, it looks like Randy. <laughs> mm, yes. And then it double takes back and it's Nate again. <laughs> we cut over to the Frankenstein hospital. Ah! The Frankenstein. As the Frankenstein <laughs> household, yes. <laughs> they throw a little flavor on it sometimes. We're in Victoria Sr.'s lab. Along with Vicky and the Brainy Bellas. Ah! And this is something you've been able to get away with, as they just think your mother's a regular scientist that's kind of kooky and vaguely Eastern European. Right. <laughs> they don't really take too much note to all the Undarian stuff uh, that is placed around the lab itself. They just think your mom's an awesome fucking scientist. <laughs> just has access to, like, a Batman-level computer. That's well they should! <laughs> My mom is an awesome scientist. <laughs> As you're you're putting your hours, your lab work in that you promised your mom months ago. Oh, I did. <laughs> in the first yeah. episode. While you're working on <laughs> While you're working on that, I will say that Vicky had this very fun plan to use Agnes and Ethel to research two different topics for you that did not have to do with your mom's work. So these are personal topics that Vicky would want to research. Ooh. So mechanically, I'm giving you two research points. Okay. To research anything you want plot-wise that may help you Why don't in the I finale. Get any points? Okay, so <laughs> I am going to have Ethel research local astronomy. Mhm. Cuz I thought it would be a very fun and chance to flex the more creative side of my brain if I could, you know, like make a star chart of Flagstaff. That would be interesting. Charting the phases yeah. of the moon and whatnot. Nick, you know why you didn't get the, the, the point? Because you didn't choose the scene girlfriend. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the scene girlfriend was your point. You would get scene girlfriend points that you could use for the rest of the I can spend campaign. them, damn it. <laughs> and then Ag I'm having Agnes research. I'm gonna have Agnes help me out with some geological research. In what regards? Um, in regards to sort of tracking seismic activity in the area. Mm, okay. 
So I'll say Agnes gets back to you with her research first. As she's pointing to the map and all the, the seismic events, there are, as she explains, there are these very strange, almost minor tremors throughout all of Flagstaff. As she's pointing to this map with your detailed knowledge of where Enigma Inc. has been in the, the past two years during their hunting days, you can easily equate these locations in your mind to where where portals would be. I th- technically, you guys don't even really truly know that much about portals yet, but you know these are the locations in which a dark event would occur. Okay. It's like we gotta start thinking with portals. Woo! <laughs> Woo! We did it. thinking with portals. <laughs> 12-year-old fucking me. Cake is a lie, people. Woo! Uh, <laughs> I still really like the Portal series. <laughs> None pizza half beef, please. <laughs> All your base are belong to us. Here we go! <laughs> <laughs> and as she's pointing at the tremors, you're like, is this loss? And... <laughs> <laughs> Something you do note, Vicky, is that in locations in which the Enigma Inc. has definitely taken care of a monster, there seems to be, like, residual tremor effects. As if there were, there used to be, they, she charts, like, over a couple of years because she's thorough. Good. But you see that they used to be a hotbed, then after they dealt with the monster, that tremor subsided to nearly nothing, but still something measurable. Okay, is there any way that Vicky can attempt to possibly use that as a predictor of future of future occurrences? Yeah, roll plus cold for me. Okay, where are my dice? I moved my dice, so I'm gonna borrow some of Logan's dice. <laughs> Does Logan know? <laughs> um, that is going to be Thirteen. All right. Yeah, you can definitely tell that as she's showing you the, the the timeline of the tremors, that you can remember the precise dates. Vicky's got eidetic memory. Whoever, yeah, she has eidetic memory, so she remembers exactly when Enigma Inc. has faced a monster, and you could see that right before the the month preceding the full moon that the monster would appear on earth the tremors get really bad a so you could before. predict the month prior where the next tremor would open up all right is there anything i can pull from that right now you begin putting some tots together actually what happens is you the you put in that info yourself into that computer to try to use it as a predictor. And as you're about to be shown the data, Ethel uh, kind of tugs you away to show you her data. Okay. Um, but what we see behind Vicky is that every single portal that has not been closed by Enigma Inc. goes wild tonight. Oh, God! (laughs) As Ethel pulls you away, she's showing you what she's tracked of astronomy. But she does note something. She goes, So, as we know, we do have a fun astronomical event happening tonight, the Blood Red Moon. 
which is said to have only happened, you know, every century. However, I've done some math, and it looks like due to orbits, this... This eclipse should occur every 50 years. That's... That's strange. Yeah, it's fucking weird, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Ethel's really chilling out lately. Yeah, we're we're teenage girls. We can swear and shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yes, yes, we are teenage girls. As Agnes comes around your other shoulder. Vicky, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Do you think that Jack is going to ask me to prom? (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Would I be able to use my eidetic memory to create an accurate psychological profile of my friend Jack Seymour and his likelihood, and calculate the likelihood of his asking my friends to the, one of my friends to, is it prom? Prom. (laughs) Prom, yeah. Yes. Gaze into the abyss. Gaze into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say, this is not something you can predict of Jack. Jack is a bit of a wild card when it comes to this. So please, roll plus start. Oh my god. Wild card! Oh, that's gonna be a hot five. <laughs> I forgot what happens when you fail gaze into the abyss. It's been a while. You become your darkest self. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's nothing. You don't. don't you could not predict what Jack would do. It's he's. He, you don't know about the like secret date that he went on with Melissa, but you know that her death shook him up. Um, but you know he he has been getting like weirdly confident and attractive as of late as well. <laughs> Same. So you don't know if this like boost is like. <laughs> Weirdly attractive, right? <laughs> and Vicky's like, if I were to make an educated guess, uh, I suppose anything would be possible. Planning things around Enigma Inc. has proved hard. Jack can be quite a hard variable to pin down. Yes, and I think that's what I like most about him. Oh. But consider the following. Have you conversation? <laughs> what is this a Bill Nye video? That was exactly the reference I was going for. <laughs> uh, but consider the following: What if you asked him? Ooh, curious. Destroying societal norms, gender norms, getting exactly what I want. This feels like Aubrey Plaza in Legend of Korra. <laughs> <laughs> I shall. Take this advice, and we shall put it into oh, action. Oh, I can use my always right move for that. <laughs> <laughs> from the book, the move I took from Monster of the Week and never got to use until now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have the book in front of me. But if I remember it correctly, yeah. it's. If someone asks me for my advice and I give them an honest answer, yeah. they get plus one. Plus one. I don't yep. know how that affects NPCs, but... Um... You guys were just making fun of me that I won't be able to roll, or I don't usually roll on this, but yeah. 
I'll make a roll in a bit with that in oh, mind. Yeah, yes. As, you know, your mother comes over eventually, Vicky. Ah, my beautiful creature. Hi, Mom. Your <laughs> required hours are completed with me. I thank you very much for helping me with all of this today. And I will actually show my mom the stuff that my friends helped me out with. After, after, uh-huh. after Ethel and Agnes leave, I can explain to my yeah. mom the actual, like, Undar uses of it. <laughs> yeah. As she goes back to the seismograph map, looking at all the portals, your mother pulls up that she's, like, rudimentarily also, like, studied the, the portals around Flagstaff and to which the, the creatures from the Undar come. And she points at one that's, like, pretty heavy as it is placed upon this hill that sits in the the northeast of Flagstaff. We all know it to be where the observatory is. I was just about to ask if Vicky would know that. She taps it, and she goes, When I first came over here, from the Undar to Earth, when you were nothing but a bag of parts... Which is her affectionate way of, like, referring to her being pregnant with you. <laughs> when I had met Miss Vanessa, she was very young at the time. Probably on a new life cycle. She would always warn me of this place. It terrified me to know a person whose entire DNA is wrapped around taking down the biggest and strongest monsters from the Undar. I was so afraid of just a big telescope. Did she ever say why? No. I couldn't tell if she couldn't remember or was too afraid to say. Oh, Dennis, I do have a tabletop talk question in regards to the last session. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I don't know if Marcus and I discussed it too much, but were Henry and Victoria, like, necessarily close, or by this, or, like, had she cut ties with her brother? I think, yeah, due to timeline reasons, I think he would have made it out of the Undar, Undar first, going through his own stuff. Okay. So, she doesn't necessarily know knows what happened to Henry okay. in the 70s. Okay, so as far as she's concerned, he just left the Undar and didn't tell her why? <laughs> yeah, and then never came back, and that's probably much of the reason why she never looked into okay. it. Okay. I think she'll even capitulate it, like, I had an, I had an older brother who came from the Undar to Earth, and once I had my dream, I knew I was going to Earth to start my own little family, as she, like, caresses your cheek and rubs it a little with her thumb. I was always hoping you'd be able to meet Henry. He, he was a great man. Sad, but wonderful, and I got to Earth, and the years went by, and you never showed up. That's so sad. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Were you and he close? Oh no, we were separated by eons in age, but... I always looked up to him as my older brother. I... I think I would... I think I'd like my Uncle Henry, too. You both share a sweet smile. And she, I give my mom a hug. Yeah, you hug, and as you're hugging, she... She's able to look around you, and she looks at her her Apple Watch, and she goes, Oh, darling, you're going oh, to be late for your event. Okay. Please, go and get okay. ready. And Vicky will go and do that. 
as we cut over to the Seymour household. There's got to be a way we could bring back Henry somehow. This is off, <laughs> this is off the record. We could, we could do like a, what was it? Which movie is it where Sirius Black, his like, he's like face is fire inside of the fireplace and he like gives <laughs> Harry a warning. <laughs> Harry so Potter? Yeah. You don't know who Harry Potter is with Sirius Black? I just, Harry I just Potter. find it kind of, I just find it really interesting that like, all Vicky even knows is just the same idealized version of Henry that Victoria knows. I don't think either of them know about yeah. all of his shady dealings. Oh, I feel like he was already dead and like yeah. like combined with spirits and stuff. So like now he's probably trying to like find a way to get to them to tell them about, you know, um, Arn. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, he anyway. was like the last one alive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too bad we had to kill him. Yeah, he's dead. Anyways, all right, Damn, sorry. That sucks. Steve Fuck Arr. that guy that killed all those characters. <laughs> uh, Fuck that guy. Jack, you're currently chilling out in your laundry room at the current moment as none other than your big sister Hannah appears out of the, the dryer. She's grabbing her clothes as she does her laundry consistently at your place instead of her on-campus housing at Northern Arizona University. <laughs> as she's kind of droning on, you receive a text. <laughs> it's nice. We've repaired our relationship enough to at least have casual conversations together. That's great. Yeah, exactly. That's that's something that that displays a lot. She's just kind of telling you everything about her day days in college. You know, she's joined a a sorority. She's really into this one guy. You're not paying attention as you're reading this text, but as she's describing this guy, he's obviously like a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) You can just like hear the soft words of like really dark hair, doesn't like garlic, like only meets me at night. Only hangs out in the nighttime. Like I don't know what he does during the day. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) As you receive this text, I rolled for Agnes's proposal to you. With that plus one, I got a nine on a, what is a turn someone on roll. I have to determine, actually, what Agnes's hot would be. She's bold. She just texted me immediately, like... She, she did get a ten on this. Wow. As you get a text from her on a ten plus, she gains a string. This is, a, like, a very, a very solid promposal. It is, you know, much in the way the Brainy Bellas work, very factual and to the point. But she brings up how there is this chemistry between the two of you. Uh, the the night you enjoyed at the end of the party after you took care of the imps. And how <laughs> she mentions, she just throws it out there. How hot you've been getting lately. <laughs> um. I'm going to, so I get to choose one of the options, right? Of the yeah. So of those yep. three, I'm going to choose to get embarrassed and act awkward. <laughs> I think that's the likeliest, but I can still say yes. So um, yeah, I think Jack texts back like, "Yeah, I'll pick you up at six. I mean seven. I, uh, I don't have a car. All right, we'll meet up. It's like eight. Yeah. <laughs> As you look down from your phone, Hannah is staring directly at you. And it's one of her superpowers to know when any kind of flirting is going on. She can read it immediately on your face. Oh my 
God. What? I was texting mom. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. <laughs> no, you fucking weren't. Who is she? And she, like, immediately drops her laundry on the floor and starts tackling you for your phone. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna lash out. I, she could not get my, <laughs> my phone. <laughs> Roll plus volatile for me. Dude, are you gonna oh, fucking dude, lightning bolt? <laughs> no, I'm just not gonna let it get my phone. Uh, what, oh, it's volatile, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> As you attempt to hold your phone away from your sister she pushes you off the the folding table that you're you're standing on and you fumble with your phone and she's able to catch it before it falls to the ground as she begins reading through your very dry text i imagine this is the first conversation that you and agnes have had over the phone so it is just this block of her proposal than you being awkward afterwards as Hannah also pulls out her phone immediately to look up Agnes on social medias, medias to see what she looks like. Oh, not bad, baby brother. <laughs> I was texting mom. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what does she look All like, right. guys? <laughs> Agnes, so this is something I meant to bring up in the in Vicky's section, but Agnes and Ethel are actually sisters. <laughs> they're oh. identical twins however they do not look identical in any sense agnes is a shorter squattier uh woman she's kind of a short stack <laughs> uh, she's like 411 she has this very straight bob that comes to a point at around her collarbones and bangs uh that rests just above her eyebrows very dark um, almost darkish red hair. And she usually wears a band over her bangs. And she's usually wear wearing some kind of, like, black dress or something. And what? meanwhile, Ethel is very tall and lanky. I think when Hannah pulls up that picture of her, of, of, of uh, Agnes, I would be like, mm -hmm. um, I don't think Jack goes on people's Facebooks or anything. So yeah. it's like, Whoa, wait a second. I have, okay, I haven't even seen that. Let me see. And he like snatches the phone to like, now like they're both scrolling through the pictures. Yeah, you're both looking at it together. And then I'm going to have you roll plus hot for me. This is going to go great. Six again. You like a picture from 2016. No! <laughs> <laughs> I love how you had the answer to that, like, real quick. You're like, I know exactly what happens when he fails. And then I just, like, stare. He just, Jack just stares at Hannah, like, uh, uh, uh. uh Hannah goes, she just, like, very silently, very slow, just, like, reaches for your phone. She just hits the on button until the phone's like, you want to restart or turn off? And she just turns off your phone. And then she slowly just, like, puts it in your pocket. And she goes, we'll, we'll deal with that another time. Awkward. <laughs> but um, we should actually, we should get downstairs. I bet, bet mom and them are waiting for us. Yeah, you're right. I think I'm like, that, that went kind of well. I think I'm kind of happy. I'm like, that's, let's not turn my phone back on ever. But that was, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a good place. This is, all right, let's go. As you head downstairs from the laundry room, which is on the second floor, I just now realized. You head into the Some, dining room, and as you're coming down the 
the stair landing, you can see a glimpse at your dining room table. You see Nora sitting down, but then you see three other people sitting on the other side of the table. You see... Hunter Sr., ah. Robocop, and Paul. Fuck yeah. They're, oh, they're fucking in your kitchen? They're no, in your house? God. Oh my god. <laughs> As uh, dinner's been set up. As Nora turns around to see you both approaching, she has a, she's kind of rested her arms on the back of her dining room seat, and she's smiling at both of you. It's just really nice to see both of you getting along so well. Yeah, thanks, Mom. It's uh, it's gonna be a nice dinner, and I look around the room, and <laughs> this is too <laughs> many people. I don't know how RoboCop got here. This is like crazy. <laughs> Uh-oh. As Hunter Senior kind of waves at you, Jack, uh, very nervously. What are what are Hunter and Robocop doing at the dinner table, Hadley? He is sitting there very uncomfortably because he's still not happy about this. As you all sit down and eat, it is another very quiet meal, too, in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> As, you know, Hunter Senior's being very complimentary of the meal to Nora, and Nora's blushing and acting like it was nothing. I think Paul's, like, looking at me like, you fucking idiot, like, say something. Like, <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. I think he's like, you're, like, overthinking this, and I'm like, no fucking way, man. Yeah, Paul was just like, babe, it's like, is he, Jack's still your friend and everything, like, we, we, it's not gonna be weird. It has nothing to do with that. It's just, I don't want anyone dating my dad. I mean, that's, that's a really weird possessive thing to, to like, think about, baby. I'm gonna lean into Robocop and be like, dude, we're still friends and everything, but this is weird. <laughs> dude, I know it's fucking weird, dude, okay? I don't know what, what, I like hanging out with you, dude, but I don't know what we would do if we lived in the same house. <laughs> dude, we've been friends for a long time, that's cool, but why are you in my house? Why is this happening? <laughs> the dinner table's not large enough for you guys to be across the table this way. <laughs> Without Nora and Hunter Senior, uh, no. I look at him. <laughs> I look at him. I'm like, "Are you guys getting married? Like, what's oh, the oh, God damn it! Oh they, everyone God. like everyone throws their silverware everywhere as it's time to get down to brass tacks. <laughs> no, I, God damn it! This dinner was just supposed to be the start of something. We were just letting y'all know that, and Hunter Senior like, aggressively reaches across the table and grabs Nora's hand, that me and Nora are dating, alright? You already told us you were dating. No, you assumed, alright? This is the official announcement. No, you said at least two episodes ago that you were dating Nora. <laughs> you guys held hands and shit while there was bad shit going down. I, I remember know. this. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm going to enjoy my food. What are we eating, Dennis? And what are you eating? What, what, what is Jack like? What is Norman I, I like think it's steak. And I have my giant yeah. ass ancestral knife, Adame, that I'm like <laughs> carving into it. And it's way too large, but I'm just like trying to stick it in my mouth and act like I don't care what's going on. Nora's like, Jack, don't. We talked about no Adame at the dinner table. <laughs> it keeps us all safe. And I've pointed at <laughs> We just wanted to make this announcement. We wanted to have a good time. We know we thought this would be an easy transition, seeing as the boys were already friends. You can think again, Nora. I just we're not we're not moving in. We'll still live in our separate domiciles. We just 
no, it's, it's, I mean, for me, it's been a long time since my ex-husband went to jail. And I know it's been, um, not as much time since the separation between your father and your mother, Hunter. I'll be honest with you, Table Talk, this is getting more and more like Twin Peaks every single day. <laughs> um, but back, not Table Talk, Character Talk now. Um, I don't know what, I don't, is there a name for it? Whatever. Talk! <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to Table Talk. So, I, I sit there and I'm like, look, alright, I guess I can't really tell you what to do, because I would probably hate it if I, if somebody told me who I could and couldn't date. Just like, it's just weird, okay? It's just really weird. I guess I really don't have anything personal. I just find this to be super weird. And I'm not sure how ready I am for this kind of thing, but it also doesn't affect me because I'm not the one who's dating anybody except for Paul, but Paul and I are happy, and uh, I'm just under a lot of stress. Hannah, what do you think? I could give two less of shits as long as mom's happy. I mean, Robocop's dad, Robo, dad, I don't know what to call you, seems <laughs> fine. And it's right, he's strapping. I love this, this little gruffy southern man. Where is he from? Uh, we're, we're from Virginia originally, and then we moved over. I don't care. But I'm just happy as long as my mother is. As she has been, like, texting the entire dinner. Her vampire boyfriend. <laughs> God, she's not going to make it very long, is she? No, I can't see you right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's dusk. Like the the sun's going down. Like I can come out and see you after this dinner. Right? What do you mean like, you just he's left up. her on red because he's <laughs> still in his crypt? Wait, does she know that he's a vampire? Because that would be no. So, oh. She has no clue. That's a, this is a whole other subplot. It's like the side quest defeating <laughs> Hannah's boyfriend. <laughs> and I uh, I know it's weird. Um, you know. Recently, some of us have come into some very weird information as Hunter Sr. looks Robocop directly into the eyes. Oh, true, man. Yeah, God. You know, I know it's a bit of a life change, but um, sometimes you can't avoid having your life being flipped around. Man, I gotta get, a, get that on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> Check out Control Group Slash Merch! <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird plug for Control Group Merch. <laughs> This also implies that we will have that exact t-shirt in stock. (laughs) (laughs) As Paul eventually chimes in, um, it's actually time for our thing. So this was wonderful, Miss Seymour. Uh, (laughs) And you watch Paul stutter as he turns to Hunter Sr. And you can see that he almost uttered dad for some reason. (laughs) As if your your relationship was that far along. That is is super embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and he just stops talking <laughs> and then Hannah just like wordlessly gets up and she grabs her keys and she's like spinning the lanyard around while she's texting her vampire boyfriend she's like alright nerds let's go Man, she's gonna get eaten I'm gonna stand up with my hair in my face I think I have long enough hair for that I don't know Yeah. But my eyes are in darkness and I say thanks for the food it was really good Turn around <laughs> and <then> leave. <laughs> as as Hunter Senior kind of murmurs to Nora, once you're all out of earshot, did your did your son get really hot all of a sudden? <laughs> 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 
Sentences I can't unhear. <laughs> As you all are now en route to your event. Which is? You guys arrive on the shores of Lake Mary. Oh, why are we going back here? Why would Nate willingly come back here? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a little bit of a job to do. It's a little bit of a social obligation. Uh, as we see tables set up, a nice tent, large, large tent set up along the shores. We see white lilies, this white kind of vine uh, flower set around the poles of the tent centerpieces. Uh, little floating lamps all around as you guys are at a wedding rehearsal. As Nate, Robocop, and Jack, you're all standing on the groom's side. No! <laughs> as Daryl comes up to you. Oh, okay. And he leans down and he goes, I swear to God, no shenanigans tonight. I only did this because Lisa begged me to do it, alright? I got... My cousin Daquan is pissed right now. <laughs> alright, and I barely got to keep my brother in it. As you see, <laughs> Daryl's brother, uh, Gerald, uh, kind of waves Darryl, at you all. Darryl. He's kind of like a taller, <laughs> lankier uh, Daryl. Um, kind of waves nicely at all of you. Alright, so I just... No shenanigans. He, like, fixes you guys up. I don't imagine that you guys have, like little suits yet they've only rented them for just the wedding but since it's at the rehearsal you guys are in nicer quote-unquote versions of what you usually wear <laughs> meanwhile on the other side on the the bride side we see vicky agnes and ethel and two other ladies as lisa Haggerty has stacked her bridesmaid with all of her favorite former students but we see the likes of them. We have the, the Brainy Bellas. One of them is a current poet laureate. The other one is in track to get a Nobel Prize. Uh, we can see that Lisa really knows how to pick them. As she comes over and she goes, Oh, God, Vicky, you look so lovely. Thank you. As she's kind of prancing around, it's a little harder. She's her very upbeat self, but she's also very pregnant at this point as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> as you guys are looking around you see through the other people who are here for the rehearsal the rest of the wedding party you see that someone is there acting as your guardian quote unquote as you see a very familiar old man disguise as uh, mr bones is joining you oh. there and he just kind of waves at you as lisa haggerty goes to talk to everyone i wanted to thank you all so much um, for coming to my wedding rehearsal. I'm so sorry it's this late. My sister's officiating, and she just flew into JFK, so, like, it's gonna take a minute for her to get here, but she will be here. As you guys realize, it is getting later and later in the day. It's, like, roughly, like, 1045 right now. Boy, are her arms tired. <laughs> Robocop, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, he's like, this is like the best joke he's cracked in a while. <laughs> which is, which is pretty sad. As Daryl also kicks up, and I know, I know we're all excited for the love and matrimony we're, we're eventually going to get to, but I know we're also excited uh, for that eclipse happening tonight. So we did prepare all y'all with those little eclipse goggles so you don't burn out your retinas when you're w looking at it tonight, all right? I'm going to yell from the crowd, can we do presents? <laughs> <laughs> you 
you, you kind of like fold over uh, in the line that you're standing, and Daryl turns. What about presents? I uh, I got you guys something, but uh, <laughs> and then I'm gonna turn to um, <laughs> I'm gonna turn uh, to Lisa, uh, <laughs> Lisa. Like tries to like interrupt you to be like. Usually we do presents like during the ceremony, but no, Daryl's just like, really no, funny. no, wait, wait. I'm gonna turn to like <laughs> Nate and Robocop and like give him a week and be like, this is gonna be so funny. And, like, and I'm gonna be like, Miss Haggerty, I got you this present because of everything you mean for it. And then I like check my pockets and I'm like, oh no, I guess I misplaced it. Oh my god. And then out of my sleeve, a key falls and drops on the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no! I had a present for you, Miss Haggerty, but I lost it. I lost it. I don't know where it is. And then I'm like gesturing to the key on the ground. <laughs> Lisa is she? She finds this so endearing. She's laughing, crying. Uh, it's a oh. mix of both. She actually there's a little contraction scare because of how hard she's laughing at one point. Uh, but like Daryl like catches her and she breathes it out and she picks up the key. <laughs> she goes. Where does this even go to? It's the original key you gave us! We didn't even go to that school anymore, um, we kept it! Yes, I definitely have to give this back to Mount Elton. <laughs> yes! They've been emailing me about there this key go. for the past few years. <laughs> Eventually, Lisa's sister, Carrie, shows up to officiate. She's this fun, cool, queer woman. We can see why she's officiating. Um, you run through the, the motions of the wedding. You, we see the, the key bearer, which is Pippin. Nice. Strut Pippin! down. <laughs> Strut down the aisle. Can we have a moment just somewhere in this? Yeah, go ahead. As you're going through the motions of the wedding. Yeah. It's like, all cute, happy, everybody's having a good time. Fucking, everybody's clapping for Pippin. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, fucking Pippin! Uh, and then Nate is like slowly turns and like gazes out at the water. This is the first time he's been back here. And he just stares at the water and I want to gaze into the abyss. Alright, we'll go start for me. I want to know if I'm going to end up back in the water. Oh no. I got an 8. Alright, with an 8, the abyss shows you confusing visions. But you get your answer nonetheless. Alright. Give it to me. The... Abyss is confused here. The Chosen usually put in place the emotions of what happens in our world through their actions wittingly or unwittingly. As you get this vision that's essentially like the fucking Doctor Strange I looked into 14 different timelines. As you see a specific Chosen has not fully put into motion what's going to happen. So there is no... The only clear, concrete answer you get is that you will not be dying in this water anytime soon. So you get that answer that you feel... You feel a kind of sense of calm. Oh, uh, thank God. A, a purpose well done when you look at it Lake Mary now. Okay. But Me you too. also... You also get this sense of dread. You get that psychic kick in the back of your head. The, the question that's always been on your mind and you've thought you've worked through it a little bit but maybe not too much of am I the one who's supposed to be here? That's fucked up. I think Nate will crack like a half smile and go back to clap with the dog. <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, the ceremony's still going on but like 
Lisa and Daryl understand that you two are, you are all kids, so you're not, like, bound to your one position. Like, as long as you know where you're standing, um, you can move around while they're going through the motions and everything else. For my own sake, table tech. This is still in the intro where Vanessa is paralyzed. Comatose. Yes, you you do believe Vanessa's is just, like, chilling back at Simmons Real Seat Co. unconscious. Yes, this whole time. Okay, got yep. it. I think I'd like to stare at the abyss. What are you looking for? Um, I think I'm feeling uneasy about the... Because there's been so many... The motif... The motif <laughs> of the moon lately in this campaign. Um, and how big is our moon tonight? Um, the moon is big. You know the blood red moon is tonight. You're watching the, the sun and uh, Saturn which create this eclipse moving into position from either side of the moon. And you're like, you know the zenith is directly at midnight tonight? And like everyone's supposed to be like, stay up until midnight and watch the blood red moon and like how cool it looks. But if you want, yeah, we'll plus dark from you. Yeah, well, I got plus one dark, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robocop got darker. I think, I think he has, honestly. He's about yeah. more serious. Fuck my <laughs> dice. <laughs> Did I just tr- fucking drop him? Uh, while Hadley looks for his dice, Vicky would like to show Jack, uh, sort of, like, the the picture she took of the new seismometer and the astronomy just as a, hey, look at this cool thing I found that's gonna make us, like, ten times more efficient! Nice. Perfect. Yeah, no. We can accurately predict- we can accurately predict its portal openings roughly a month in advance. See? I've even found our next one. It's at the observatory. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, Nate, make perks up. The, the <laughs> what? The, you see the observatory? Yes. We've never been there. I knew fucking, I knew it. Well, we tried to go once, but we like got in trouble. My mom came in. Grabbed me for like <laughs> a month. Did we ever find out why? I don't know. You, I'm, <laughs> as, as a DM. Table talk, the the prompt that shows up in video games that's like, if you want to continue this conversation, it will usher in the end of the game. Make sure you continue what <laughs> happens. So before we continue this road of talking, is there anything else your cu- characters want to talk about? I think right before the end of that. the series. Oh shit! Oh my god! What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, first of all, that is like the coolest part of the game. Like, can I yeah. can I just say for a yeah, minute when I you're love like, that shit. oh sh- yeah. You're like, oh shit, what? Like, shit's about to go down right now? Yeah. It's the end game! And then Jack suddenly real- remembers and then turns to Vicky and he's like, wait, wait, wait. You know, like, Agnes asked me to <laughs> the dance? Is it prom? What is it? Prom. Ag- Agnes asked me to prom. Is she, like, into it? Or... Vicky's not going to tell Jack that Agnes had asked about him because I feel like that would be somewhat of a breach of trust. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Vicky is not cool with breaches of trust. Nice. That's a general deception. And so she's not going to lie and say that she asked, but it's like, well, that's very good for her. Or I'm proud that she's taken the initiative in something like this. I know you guys are friends. Did you say yes? Cool? Uh, yes, but I don't. I mean, yes, uh, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, hope you two have fun. 
Agnes <laughs> is incredibly, incredibly intelli- intelligent. She can tell you almost every number number of pi up to, oh gosh, how many digits was it? Ah, yes. Uh, 245. 245. You oh, okay, hear sweet. Agnes from the background. She's somehow eavesdropped <laughs> on this conversation. Oh my god. <laughs> Vicky... Vicky is really happy for Agnes and Jack, so in in a somewhat uncharacteristic move, she's going to shoot Agnes a thumbs up. <laughs> the entire bridal bridal party, all the bridesmaids, look shocked at this archaic form of gesture, but then they all, even the like poet laureate and Pulitzer Prize winner, like also do a thumbs up back at Vicky. Yes, a crowd of thumbs ups. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, I was just very proud of my friend. Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> yes, I hope you two have fun. Oh. I want to make out with Paul one last time. <laughs> what about your role? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about your role? I was stalling for you. You were stalling, goddammit. The, the, uh, uh, it's like an instant speed, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> meaning that the thing I said after the role happens first, and then <laughs> the role, and then the role resolves. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Paul has priority moves, so he used, he <laughs> comes over while you're staring up at the eclipse. Um, and you guys make out while your, your eyes keep on darting back to the, uh, the abyss. And Paul's just like, God, just, just fucking does, look at it. Does Paul see the abyss too? <laughs> no. Paul's connected? just like, please, please don't look at the eclipse, like, unequipped, like, it will ruin your retinas. <laughs> I I look straight at the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> as we continue, as you guys hit yes on the prompt that you're ready to continue. Okay, but okay, I, I want to let the listeners know that I got a nine. We got a nine. Yeah. As you guys are talking about prom and Robocop staring at the beginnings of the eclipse. Okay, but what about the observatory? <laughs> Yeah, you go back to the iPad, and you can overhear, they're just going through the motions of uh, practicing their vows and everything. Carrie, Miss Haggerty's really cool sister is going on, just to, like, run through it, and she's like... That cool in the gang song's playing. Yeah. Break <laughs> Lisa Ann Haggerty, Darnell, Daryl Simmons, and that's how I'll do it, and you'll be pronounced together in holy matrimony. At the same time, Aww. as you're talking about prom, you look at the seismograph and the thing that Vicky missed earlier, you all see. As you see, the observatory is a hot spot, and then every other portal in Flagstaff is a hot spot. And How did I miss this? As you're looking at that at the same time, Hunter, you're looking up at this clip eclipse. And when you come to look down to look at Paul again, there's no one around you. Oh my god, it's a good thing we made out before this happened. (laughs) You see in your vision, Lake Mary begins to swirl into a whirlpool. Oh no! But the water doesn't go down any. In fact, it looks like the whirlpool is working its way upwards. As you see... Stepping out of the water itself is this well-dressed man who looks like Stephen Young. No! And 
you look around you once again on the beach out of fear. And just like Nate's vision before, it doesn't look like anything's written in stone. That anything's been planned by the Chosen. You see Arn looming over Flagstaff like a puppet master. You see strings leading down from each of his fingers to a different kind of scenario. You see one where Nate is dead. You see one where you're all dead. Uh, you see one where you're all, like, poking Arn with sticks. You don't know, like, what the fuck is going on or what is typically in your future. But as you look back at the moon, it finally hits its zenith. And then the moon is just forever red. The sky is forever red. And you see Flagstaff overrun by monsters. Oh, no. Fuck. But as you're noticing this... That last bit was outside of your vision. As we see someone's Apple Watch display, 11 o'clock. As the eclipse is nearly to its full maximum, everyone's taking a look at it, taking a break from the wedding party. And they stare up at the moon. And then they never look down as you hear rumbles all around. It feels like multiple earthquakes are happening around Flagstaff. Oh my god. As Mr. Bones eventually comes up to all of you, and he goes, Guys, guys what the fuck is going on? I will show you the iPad. You show him the iPad, he looks around as you're all freaking out. You notice no one else in the wedding party has looked away from the eclipse. What's wrong with them? Daryl! This is Haggerty! As Mr. Bones is looking around, he looks a little stunned, shocked, and then he looks up at the moon, then he remembers. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. We gotta... We gotta get the van. Come on! As you steal someone in the wedding party's keys, or you can take Vicky's uh, keys. I think it's, it's, it's Daryl's. We, we, we just reach into his pocket. <laughs> you take. No, oh, Vicky has a car. Oh. <laughs> I have a car. Damn it. Who would have funny? <laughs> you hop into the Kia Soul, and you begin driving towards Simmons Realty Co. to go and get Vanessa. And as you do, you can see the town is being overrun by monsters. I'm actually going to have Vicky, I want you to roll plus cold for me to keep you cool. Okay. As you're driving through dodging these monsters. That will be a 13. With a 13, you're able to... There's like a little chupacabra in the middle of the road on Butler as you're heading up uh, Flagstaff. And you're able to dodge out of the way of the chupacabra as it's gnawing on a fucking goat. Eventually, make it to Simmons Realty Company, basically on the other side of Flagstaff. As we watch a clock clicking its way through 11, you guys all arrive, and Miss Vanessa isn't in this room anymore. Where'd she go? What, what, what do we do, Mr. Bowles? As How do we stop this? Can I look around to try and find any clues? Yeah, you try to, and then Mr. Bones holds up a piece of paper. 
Because everyone. Van left this for us. And puts it back down on the table for y'all to read. Meet me at the observatory. And that's where we'll end this session for today. Da da da! Jesus Christ. Wow. This is like that Scooby Doo movie. Zombie Island? Monsters no, the, the, where the, all the monsters come out. Or like Ghostbusters 2, I think. Is it Ghostbusters 1 or 2 where the city gets overrun? Oh, it's 2. Ghostbusters 2. With, all right, well, good night, variables. They're like, the tit- <laughs> uh, sir, the Titanic just uh, just arrived. Damn, dude. Things are going for bad and worse. The season's dark, though. <laughs> ah, shit, I got a siren. Give me a second. Dennis, are you uh, on the run? <laughs> yeah, we've been making fun of Hadley recording at weird places. Um, I just robbed a liquor store uh, <laughs> during that scene painting. But Dennis, why? <laughs> why did you have you to rob smokes. a liquor store? Did you did you stop the robbery or is it currently happening? It's still going on. Wait, shh, shh, they're doing their demands now. <laughs> All right. Oh, the recording. The recording must go on. Everyone, shut the fuck up! I'm recording a podcast. Um, Things you don't want to hear when a robbery. <laughs> We're gonna oh make it out of this. Oh my god. What the fuck is going on, Hadley? I don't know. Hang on, I don't know. Are you logging into the Oasis? <laughs> this is okay, chaos. we're fine. We're fine. Com- Welcome to the chaos portion. Is your computer going full <laughs> Skynet over there? <laughs> you just log into fucking Sword Art Online, dude? <laughs> okay, listen, alright? Mistakes have been made. Let's just keep it moving. Is this where the machine revolution starts? <laughs> Skynet our podcast, is active. You heard it here first, folks. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.